Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Welcome to Mother's Day. Welcome to all the ladies. We love you. We are, women are incredible. Um, so we honour you and just want to say too, as has been said, thank you team as well. I don't know if you guys are sitting down, but thank you if you want to rest your legs, you guys can have a seat. But if you are relatively, relatively new, as has been said, you are our guest. So we just pray that you would sit back, relax. Um, you're our guest today. And uh, we, if this is new to you, we just want you to know that we are simply just people who have discovered a God who is not far off, but who is close to His people. And we've encountered a love that is like no other on this earth. And that makes us really excited and really passionate. Um, and we pray that you would receive that love today as well. So open your heart, relax. If you've been dragged along with a family member, maybe if mum guilt tripped you to be here today, um, we just pray that you have a really awesome time. And I'm really honoured to speak uh, today. It's my first Mother's Day. Uh, I have got a six-month-old little boy. Thank you. Uh, His name is Tommy. He is the smiley, bald kid you've probably seen being handballed around the foyer. Um, But he's the best. Daniel and I are just obsessed with him. He's the greatest gift um, God has ever given me. He's beautiful. And being a mum is, is, it's been different. It's been challenging, but so rewarding and the most incredible journey I've been on so far. Um, And so I wanted to thank all the mums. I want to shout out the grandmothers, the role that you play. I know it takes a village to raise a little one. And so I'm very grateful for mine. And to all the ladies, again, we champion, we champion you. So to anyone online too, um, we want to just honour you as well. And just to take a moment, I know it's been said, but maybe for some of us, it's a bit of a sensitive day. Maybe we're separated from family today, or maybe for some of us, we've experienced loss recently, loss of a mum or loss of a family member. Um, for whatever it is, maybe we're walking out that journey still as a mum. We want to let you know that as a church, we are here for you, that we love you, that we're standing with you in prayer and support. And we also want to let you know, if you don't know, that there is a God who loves you and He is a miracle working God. He's in the business of doing miracles and we believe that nothing is impossible for Him. So for all of us, I want to encourage us, let's never let go of God's promises because He's faithful and He'll always answer in His timing. Amen. So why don't we pray and then I'll share for a few moments. So Father, we thank You for what You're already doing in this service, Lord. And we thank You for every person here. Lord, would You just anoint these next few moments. God, would You speak to each and every one of us. Father, I pray that You would take my words, Lord, would they come straight from Your heart. God, I pray that'd be such an encouragement to all of us, whether we're online or here in the room. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Awesome. So today, our theme across the day is a celebration of her legacy. And when I began thinking about the concept of legacy, I asked myself the question, what would be the greatest thing that I would want to pass on or leave behind for Tommy, my future children, and anyone in my world? What do I want the most to remain after after I'm gone? And you know, some of us would we'd answer that question differently. Maybe we'd elevate wealth or success. Maybe we'd say it's perseverance or wisdom we'd want to pass on to our children and to those that, that are in our world. But for me, I... I'm so convicted and feel so passionate that the one thing I wanna pass on is that I was a woman of faith and devotion to Jesus. That above everything, I didn't get it right, I didn't have all the answers all the time or live a perfect life, but one thing was that I trusted Jesus and that I stayed strong till the end in my faith in Him. And I love that we can all lead that kind of legacy of faith and devotion. 
And again, maybe you're saying, Talia, really? Like, is that really what you want to leave behind? Like, you sure you don't want to leave? You know, when Tommy reads his, your will, you know, it's a little bit morbid, sorry. But, you know, like, are you sure that's, you know, that's really the, the number one thing? And 100%, I would say yes, because I believe Jesus is the answer. He's the answer for every single need, for every generation, for every heart longing, for every desire. He is the only one can, that can fulfil that, the only person that can fulfil that. Why? Because He's our Father. He loves every single one of us. And whether you know it online or you've never heard this before, He has a purpose for you. He set you apart for a plan. And really outside of that plan, what I've come to know anyway is life just doesn't really make sense. So I am so set and I'm gonna try to lead that kind of legacy. With that in mind, a couple of quick thoughts on how we can leave a legacy of faith and devotion. The first point is seek first. Everyone say seek first. Seek first. There is a great moment in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, where Jesus is teaching His disciples and followers some life lessons. And He says this in Matthew 6, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are they not of more... Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you of you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles or people that don't know God seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. To leave a legacy of faith and devotion, we have to seek Him and seek His ways above all else. As mothers, fathers, children, daughters, individually, individuals, whoever we are, we're never gonna get everything in life right. And I found we can become so distracted by the worries of the world, by the things we wanna acquire, chasing after things that essentially won't bring us any fulfillment or bring any impact to those around us. But I love what Jesus says, if we seek God first and His ways, in every moment of every crossroad, every question, every worry, every desire, every need, When we don't have the answers, seek first. When I don't get it right, seek first. When I don't know what I'm doing as a first time mum is like every minute of every day, let's be honest, seek first. (laughs) When I'm prospering, seek first. I love what King David says in Psalm 145. You open wide your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all His ways, merciful in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him. To all who call upon Him in truth, He fulfills the desire of those who fear Him. He hears their cry and saves them. How amazing is that? The Lord watches over all who love Him, but the wicked He destroys. My mouth will speak the praises of the Lord. All flesh will bless His holy name forever and ever. Amen, church. Let's seek Him first. Other things will always demand our attention. But when we seek Him and His ways above all else, He's faithful to us and will provide all that we need. And I know, come on, the generations are blessed when we seek Him first. The second thing to leaving a legacy of faith and devotion is to say yes. It is simply to say yes and to keep saying yes to God. 
You know, devotion is defined as deep love or loyalty. And many in the room today, if you've been married for more than five minutes really, or if you've been married for a number of years, you will know that to make it in the long haul, love has got to be so much more than just a tingly feeling. It's got to be more than butterflies. It has got to be a choice that we make daily to commit to loving our spouse, the person that we choose. Daniel, you make it easy for me. Um, (laughs) That was so cheesy, (laughs) so good. But it's the same with Jesus. It's the same with our love for God. I love what um, John says in 1 John 4.19. He says, we love Him because He first loved us. It's a choice. But I don't believe God desires our relationship with Him to be complicated. I don't think He designed Christianity to be complicated. I don't think following Jesus should be complicated. I actually think He makes it really simple for us. When He calls us, just say yes. Stay devoted and He'll lead our lives to right where we need it to be. And in the few years that I've walked to him, I have totally known this to be true. You know, if you knew me 10 years ago, you probably couldn't reconcile me with who I who I am today. Not that I'm any special by any means. I haven't, you know, had a 10 plan strategy or done everything right, but God has done so much in me and I've been privileged for him to move through me in amazing ways only because I've said yes to him. I've literally just said yes when he's called me forward to choosing Him, to choosing faith over fear, to elevating Him in my life, despite opposition, isolation, confusion, insecurity, and sometimes my own ambition to say yes. And there's a beautiful example of this in the Bible through Mary, Jesus' mother, and her response in Luke 1.38, when the angel Gabriel comes to her and tells her that she is gonna conceive by immaculate conception, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Saviour of all humanity. She says in that moment, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Can we just imagine that for a moment? Like when I found out I was pregnant with Tommy, like just, you know, a little human boy, like that was enough for me. You know, Mary is going to be carrying the Son of God by immaculately she's going to conceive by the power of God. In society back then, she was considered lowly as a woman, no significance, she had no title. An angel appears before her, an angel of the Lord tells her this and she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word in me be fulfilled. What an incredible legacy to have. What an incredible response when God called her in that moment to submit herself and to just beautifully say, I am the Lord's servant. And I, over my life, I've got a long way to go. But I think at the end of my life, if that can be the statement, if that can be the banner, that I was simply the Lord's servant. Like I said, I didn't get it all right. I didn't live a perfect life. I tried, but I was the Lord's servant. I think I'd be pretty happy with that. So I pray that encourages us all to commit to keep being people and keep on being people who would leave a legacy of faith and devotion in our own lives to seek first, to say yes to God. I know we'll continue to have great influence to those around us. And with that, it is my absolute great honour this morning to welcome our next speaker to the stage who I just want to say has totally exemplified everything that I've been speaking about. Pastor Sally has faithfully walked with God, served his church, loved her family for years. She's a beautiful woman of God, so I'd love us. Let's be upstanding actually and welcome her to the stage. Thank you. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. Please take your seats. I am so honoured and privileged to be here. And I'm so excited about what I want to share this morning. 
But first I have to share something that I hadn't planned on sharing because I woke up very early yesterday morning and I, I felt like the Holy Spirit dropped a word in my heart for someone who was going to be here today. And it was simply this. People come up to you and they say, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm really good. And your heart says, no, you're not. And the Holy Spirit says, that's not true. And you have carefully constructed this facade and you do it so well that people believe you, but there's still this disappointment inside that people can't see through the facade, that it's so easy for you to trick people into thinking you're okay, especially the people that are close to you. And the Holy Spirit has two things to say to you this morning. The first is you cannot look to people to help what only God can heal. And the second is that if you choose to allow those constructs to crumble this morning even as you're sitting here maybe you're at home and I'm speaking to you that he will invade your heart even those walls that you have constructed to either conceal pain or to prevent pain he's going to do something really really special if you just say god i give up i'm not in a good place and i'm looking to you to come into my innermost being and heal me he is so able to do that so what an amazing subject celebrating her legacy and in the natural a legacy is something that is handed down by a predecessor often a relative and sometimes it is a financial amount of money. It can be stuff, it can be furniture, it can be jewellery, it can be anything really. And when my, par my parents-in-law, my husband's parents passed away, they left me something really special. It was a tea set, a beautiful teapot. It was incomplete, but it was over 100 years old. And that had such incredible value to me. And I remember we used to call David's parents the kids Mama and Papa, so that's who I will refer to them as. And every time I had tea, I would think of Mama and Papa. And Papa used to say to me, as a young boy, I used to watch my mum take tea with her mum, because that's what you used to do in those days. And so this tea set was so special to me. But then one day on a Sunday morning in 2014, our house was burned to the ground by a bushfire. And you know what? Of all the things that you can miss, because we lost everything. All I had was the dress on my back. I was that person that you never want to be. I missed my tea set. I was devastated. I was inconsolable because this tea set, it had great sentimental value, but it was completely irreplaceable. And in my mind, I had lost a part of Mama and Papa because the tea set had gone. You know, grief and trauma, they can do strange things to us and we can respond to them in different ways. So I'm really upset about this tea set. But it took me a little while to come to the conclusion that actually the legacy of Mama and Papa has not disappeared. Only something that represented to me something very dear that reminded me of them had disappeared. But I was in a position of such grief and trauma and you may be here today, you may be watching online, and something has rocked your world very recently. Maybe 
as Talia said, this is the first time you've come to church, the first year you've celebrated Mother's Day, but you can't because your mum's not there. Maybe some diagnosis has come into your world from left field. Maybe a relationship is crumbling and the word divorce has been mentioned. You know, stuff comes to all of us. We don't go looking for it, but it comes to us and we have to learn how to deal with it. And I think my most important point this morning is that you cannot listen to the whisper of that because everything has gone, because everything seems to have crumbled, that you have no legacy. That is not the case. Your adversity cannot take away the legacy that you have. And you know what? I know this. I know this with every fibre of my being because when we lost everything and I'm sitting in the ashes of everything I own, picking up handfuls of ash and watching my life trickle through my fingers, I hear this whisper because the enemy of our souls, the devil, he knows when we're compromised. He knows when we're at our weakest point. He knows when our perspective is distorted. And it's at that point in time, he will come to you and he will whisper, as he did to me, because you have nothing, you can do nothing. Your legacy has been snatched away in a moment of time. And do you know, I believed that, but I have come to recognise that it's a lie from the pit of hell. When he whispers to you, as he did to me, you will never do anything for God again. In the moment, you can believe it, but we have to move on from that and we have to stir up our faith and we have to engage our faith and say, no, 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 I am not going to listen to that and I am not going to believe that. I want to talk for a moment about funerals because it feels like people talk about legacy at a funeral. But what I want to say is that real legacy is not something that just appears after we die. Real legacy is something that we carry with us every moment of every day. Real legacy is something that we leave behind because we carry it. It doesn't appear after we have died. Now, I don't know, I'm about to be very vulnerable here and tell you something. I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral and perhaps you've gone to support someone and you've listened to the story of this incredible life of an individual who's achieved such greatness And there's this little kind of niggling inside you that goes, wow, that's awesome. I don't think I'll ever be able to achieve anything like that. And the devil comes again and he says, yeah, you're not going to have much of a legacy. That is not true. That is not true. And I think funerals, everybody kind of, sometimes I've been to funerals, and this is not to be disrespectful, but I have known the person, but the way they've been spoken about, I thought, that's not the person that I know. But anyway, let's move on from that. (laughs) You know, when I said before, we create our own legacy. We create our own legacy by the decisions that we make. And I wonder what kind of decisions I'm talking about, I hear you ask. The first, we weave the word into our life and we are creating a legacy. Psalm 51.6 says this, 
I know that you delight to set your truth deep in my spirit, to come into the deep places of my heart and teach me wisdom. When we weave the word into our daily life, we're weaving wisdom. Do you have a, a place, a space, a time where you can pick this up and you can just sit and read in peace and quiet and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you? If you do that, when you do that, you're creating a legacy. When we weave prayer into the fabric of our everyday life, we're creating a legacy. Philippians 4.6 says this, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. You know, when we pray, it's about having a relationship with God. It's about intimacy with him. It's not just about asking him for stuff. It's a really special opportunity to spend time with him. And you know, when we weave worship into the fabric of our everyday life, we're creating a ministry. And here at Life, we do worship so well. I say we, but all of the talented ones are up here and we just sing along. But here at Life, we do worship so well. But you know what? Worship Worship is more than what we do here on a Sunday morning. Worship is the way we live our life. Worship is an attitude that we carry throughout our day. It's an attitude of thankfulness and it's an attitude of gratefulness. Psalm 116 says, Now I'll worship you passionately and bring to you my sacrifice of praise drenched with thanksgiving. And you know what? When we weave kindness into the fabric of our everyday life, we're creating a legacy. First Corinthians says, let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. I loved Mother Teresa and I love the legacy that she has left. Her motto was this, do small things with great love. Mother Teresa was such a kind lady and her legacy was extraordinary. Proverbs has something to say about legacy. In Proverbs 10, 7, it says, the reputation of the righteous becomes a sweet memorial to him while the wicked life only leaves a rotten stench. Now, I wanted to talk about what a beautiful legacy looked like and I was thinking of talking about Esther or Deborah or Mary or Ruth or so many people. But I'm just going to finish today by talking about my mother-in-law who's not with us anymore, as I mentioned earlier. But a couple of years before she passed away, she developed lymphoma. And I remember one day after a particularly gruelling round of chemotherapy, I really felt to go and visit her She's such a wonderful lady and I just thought, I want, to, I want to pray for her. I want to sit with her. I want to extend encouragement and compassion. And I walked into her room. She was sitting on her bed and she was weak and she was frail and she'd lost so much weight. And I, I was feeling a little bit daunted because I'm thinking, I actually am feeling a little bit insecure, you know, about, about being able to do what I want to do here. And she took one look at me and her eyes lit up. I said, oh, Mama, I'm so sorry that it's been so hard with your chemo. And, and David told me it, it's been really traumatic this time. 
And she looked up at me and she engaged me and she said, oh dear, it's been absolutely marvellous. She said, I, I haven't been able to do much because I've been so frail and so weak, but I've been able to sit and read the Bible. And she was surrounded by her Bible and by notes and by pens and she'd been writing. And she said, Jesus has been so kind to me. And during this time, I've been able to look into his word and he's been showing me things that I've never seen before. And, and then she said, but how are you, my darling? Is everything good in your world? And are you well? And, and how are the children? Tell me about how the children are. And David, is he doing all right? You know, Mama actually did a lot of things in her life that were those big things that you go, oh, wow, that's amazing. But for me, Mama's legacy was at that bedside because that was the way she lived her life, always kind. Never heard her say anything um, terrible or negative about anyone, but always kind, always encouraging. And I just think that's the kind of person that I wanna be. I wanna bring life into dark places. I wanna bring encouragement where people need encouragement. So right now, as we kind of conclude this little bit and Pastor Craig comes up, I would like to pray for you all. Is that okay? Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, for every woman that is here, every female that is here, everyone who is watching online. And Lord, I just commit them into your heavenly care. Lord, where there is pain and hurt and heartache, I thank you because you will bring healing and you will bring restoration and you will allow your love, your divine love to flow into every single circumstance. And so Father, on this Mother's Day 2022, we commit ourselves to you and we just thank you for your goodness and your grace in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.